0: Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hello and welcome to Amplify Your Impact. This is Susan Leonardson, and today I have Dana Malstaff, and she is the CEO and founder of Boss Mom. She is a mother, author, speaker, business strategist, podcaster, blind spot reducer, and movement maker. She launched the Boss Mom brand with her first book, Boss Mom, The Ultimate Guide to Raising a Business and Nurturing Your Family Like a Pro, in 2015, and she quickly grew to a six-figure business within a year. Now she has over 20,000 students in various courses, a Facebook group of over 50,000, and helps women all over the world raise their businesses and babies at the same time. She believes that we need to show our children that doing what we love can be financially viable. So please help me welcome Dana to the show. Hey Dana, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am doing I'm doing great. Thank Thanks you for, for being here. I'm like thrilled to have you on because you are someone that a lot of women and entrepreneurs in general look up to and model to create their own successful businesses. And so I'm grateful that you've, one, taken the time to come be on my podcast, and two, I'm grateful for the topics we're gonna talk about today because they're gonna help so many people, um, especially the people that I myself am trying to help. And I think with your information, that'll help people get set up for success. Um, But first, for those that don't know you, Let's get a little bit of your background story, your your origin story, if you will, of how you got started and like how you got to the point where you're at now. Yeah, sure.
1: So uh, it's it's so funny. I love this one because it makes me think of the Goonies, where I'm like, well, in fourth grade, <laughs> I, you know, um, you know, but I grew up in a in a what we called a MacGyver family. So I grew up in a family that rewarded creativity, rewarded resourcefulness. Why buy it if you can build it? Sort of thing. My dad owned an auto body shop and did airbrushing. My mom was a nurse, but also an illustrator. My brother became an artist and builder and all those things. And I was never good at any of that stuff, but I could speak and I could write and I could sing. And so words became my space, um, you know. So fast forward a journalism degree and working for a lot of startup companies and sales and marketing and you know uh, all 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 that sort of stuff. I was ha- you know had a blast and I ended up being in a space where I was oh gosh I think I I'd been married for a couple years. We tried to have kids. It wasn't working. I was um, a director at a company where I was working like 14 hour days, which I loved and hated at the same time because it fed that for any, anybody listening, where if you're, if you're creatives, right, you, you have this need to create you as a woman, you have this need to help and nurture and like feel valued and all these things. But you also wish you were spending that energy on something else that was a little more fulfilling. So it's this love, hate relationship. I had this opportunity to leave because the business was making this sort of shift. And it's when I made the decision, like, I think I'm going to go out and become a consultant. I think I'll start my own business. And, uh, my, my husband and I had been out at like a campfire, uh, cause we like to go whitewater rafting and things like that. And we would go and, um, talk about like what a book would be if we wrote a book and what that would look like. Cause I always wanted to write one. Well, I finally, like I. Left the job. It's New Year's Eve. Everybody takes me out. They give me tequila shots, and I get pregnant by my husband. <laughs> by my husband, right? And 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 it's so funny because everybody, you know, I, I every time I tell this story, somebody like jokes like that's a lot of information. I'm like, if you don't, if you can't handle where babies came from, then you cannot run your own <laughs> business because this, it, it, it is it's hard. It's gritty. It's like all of that stuff. So I found myself pregnant and starting my business. So birthing two things at the same exact time. Wanted to be good at both. Had no idea. Idea how to be good at either. And, uh, and it was a really hard time. It was very isolating. It was, uh, I grappled with, as a woman, I didn't want to be a stay at home mom. Um, I was a better mom when my, when I was able to use my brain and adult sometimes and, uh, and, and, I made me feel bad, it made me feel bad about being a mom. Maybe I'm a terrible mom because I also want to achieve more than just being a mom. Um, it made me wish I was like some of my friends who just found so much fulfillment, you know, at, in home and with their children, like it made me feel really bad. And, um, basically my son was three or four months and I was, we were in Columbus, Ohio, and I wanted to, my, I'm originally from California and I just, saw a woman and her mom and their and, and the girl's baby in a you know in a panera while i was working and i and my son's sleeping next to me and i just started crying like i just wanted to be close back to close to my family and of course it was negative 11 degrees in the middle of the winter so when i called up my husband was like can we move to california and he was like yeah i'll quit my job tomorrow that's like easiest sell ever and this miraculous thing happened we moved to california and all of a sudden Everybody was entrepreneur. There were a ton of moms who were like, "No, that makes total sense that you want to start something, and you can't help yourself, and you need to do it." And it just was this whole different world where I I didn't feel judged. I felt like I was a normal human being. Like, and I started to realize that community is a lot about us just not feeling crazy. Like, just hang around with people that make you not feel like what you're doing is crazy. If you're on the right track. And, uh, within, I don't know, six to eight months, I was got invited into a a mastermind and, um, of just colleagues of mine. And one of them happened to be Azul Zulteronis and he was a a book coach and I'd always wanted to write a book. And so we sat down, I thought I was going to write a book about content strategy, which was what my, you know, consulting actually was and helping people make courses and, you know, make content and figure out what their proprietary methodology was and he um we ended up writing boss mom ended up really wanting to write about you know the fact that moms have beautiful brilliant brains and they should be starting businesses and helping people and impacting the world and that also shows their kids that doing what they love is financially viable and that gives them that appreciation loop and that sense of contribution which helps us to be better parents and I think those are important and that's what came out and the book did so well that we started a podcast. We, we now have, I now have three books. We've done events. We've got, uh, you know, 42,000 people have organically grown in our Facebook group. I get asked to keynote all over the place about how to build online communities and nurture. Uh, and you know, we just, we've boss momed everything. That's so amazing.
0: That's so inspiring that you, just hearing your story of how you started and you just, you started with a, an idea that you thought was great. And then it totally transformed into something that you didn't expect at all. I'm sure like it was something different. You started thinking you were going to teach people about content strategy and you ended up doing something different at first.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think what's uh, the thing, one of the big things that I learned, that I think is important for everybody that's listening is I tried you know, when I first started my business, I had a business, it was called Perspective Cubed, right? First of all, don't have a business nobody can spell. That's just lesson number one for everybody, right? But I thought I was super clever because it was about coming at it from different angles and all that. Like anything that you think is super clever is just never going to land well with the market. The next one I had was expand your reach. And that was about, you know, helping people too, which is still what I do now. When I hit Boss Mom, Boss Mom was a brand. It had legs. And one of the things that I really teach people, like if you're, if you're going to create a funnel, it's going to lead to something. You're going to make money consistently in your business. You have to position yourself in the market and and to position yourself in the market. You have to have opinions, opinions that are yours, that people can quote you on. And that's what boss mom gave me. Boss mom gave me a platform for my opinion so that I could create a community where women felt like they belonged to that space. So when people need help, with their marketing and they need help to get something to sell and they need help to actually grow and leverage their their business and get it the way they want, they are going to look at me and not just go, oh, Dana is the same as the other thousands of people who do content strategy or business strategy. They're going to go, no, 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 Dana is my person. She's my person because I've built that that community and that sense of belonging. So the great thing about boss mom for everybody to learn is that it gave me, it gave me a platform of opinions of quotable opinions. Right. And that's what you want. Gary V is all about hustle till you make it right. You're going to have Marie Forleo is like, do the things that you love and you can make money doing the things you love. Like, You've, you find the people that say the things that, that speak to the life that you want or that you don't want to be judged for having. And those are the people you become loyal to. So if all you are is selling something, then you're never going to get to the place that you really want to get and leverage it in a way that can really be scalable because you have to have a set of opinions that people want to belong That's to. That's
0: perfect. Um- and it really speaks to me because I'm kind of in that spot in my own business where I'm trying to figure out what is the, you know, I kind of have the platform. Um, I have the thing that I'm trying to help people with, but I don't have the, you know, what's the opinion of mine that is mine and not a mm-hmm. hundred thousand other people saying the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, and, and it's, it's, so that's the thing too, is I feel like everybody makes it harder for us because You go, okay, well, what's your why? Like, let's figure out what you want to be known for. Let's figure out like, you know, what it is, what your one thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like trying to find your soulmate. Like we spend a lifetime doing that and half of us get it wrong many, to multiple times, you know, depending on who you talk to. So I think that we should all just take a step back and like just a little, little bit at a time, which is decide some of the opinions that you have about your industry. Like decide some of the opinions you have about the way you run your life as it pertains to the business and things that you have and decide some of the opinions you have about tactics that go. So for instance, one, decide industry, right? Like I have a belief system. You and I have, have talked about this. Like I believe that mom entrepreneurs should not launch things. I think everything should be evergreen. Of course, you have to launch it first to come out, but I don't, I don't think you should have big, huge launches as we see these people doing these launches. Good for them. Anybody who, by the way, has those huge launches, the ones that are super successful, they don't have little tiny kids or children running around, or they're the husband and the, the wife is the one that does it, right? It is insanely hard. So I have a very strong opinion that we should build evergreen businesses where we can make money while we sleep so that the business support us, it doesn't drain us, right? I don't want a business that keeps me from going to sleep when my husband goes to sleep. I want a business that allows me to go to sleep when my husband goes to sleep and gets us on the vacations that we want or, you know, gets my kids into whatever the school they want or whatever that is, right? So that's an opinion about my industry, right? Uh, there are people that talk about their opinions about how sales funnels are, like how you should, how uh, the, like I use an example in a, in a course I do about content strategy is the idea of like electric cars. Like there's an opinion about the industry of the future of electric cars, or the future of the way something's going to work or a trend that is that is coming about or dying right so it doesn't matter what industry you're in next one is about life right so if i if i believe like my opinion's about life is that we should pursue the things we're passionate about because there's no better way to parent than to show our children that you you must pursue with vigilance the things that are important to you, that work should not be something that makes you money so that you can do the things you love. Work should be the thing that is the thing that fulfills you, right? Like That's a belief I have about life. I also have a, an opinion about the fact that moms have to have businesses that, um, you know, that create a, an appreciation loop where people tell us we're doing a good job and we're valuable because the people that love us most often don't know how to tell us all the time because our lives become very logistical, right? We've gotta get people places and we've gotta feed them and we've gotta you know figure out plans and, and the little tiny love in the middle loses itself even though we know they love us, we need to get some of that naturally somewhere else. And then from a tactical side, I tell people like, okay, create a post this way, ask a question this way to get engagement, right? When you're mapping out a program, map it out this way. So the tactical stuff is like, don't do, you know, don't do um, polls in Facebook because you're going to lose engagement, right? Like create good parameters for your groups because the only way to create trust and loyalty is to have boundaries. Like, you know, those tactical kinds of things that you're going to have that are going to be opinions that you're going to be able to share. And Map those out and it doesn't have to be what's the one thing. It can just be mapping those three areas. And then all of a sudden you have opinions that are yours and you're not having to share everybody else's expertise. You can start to share yours and you can become quoted. And when you start to become quoted, that's, that's when some of the magic starts to
0: happen. That's really, really awesome. Um, I've never heard it broken down that way. And so that's like super helpful to me and I'm sure it'll be really helpful to people that are listening. So you're actually helping people with their, with the process of this. Um, you specifically help people that are already trying to do, you know, their thing, their course, whatever it is, they're trying to do their business and help people. And it may not be working for them. And you're really good at coming in and helping them fix that. So what does that process look like and what do you help people through?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh the funny thing is one of my favorite quotes um is when you're 90% done, you're halfway there. Right? Which I think is so true. It's like that last 10% of anything of the marathon you're running, of the 5K you're running, of the, you know, the course you're creating, of the funnel you're finishing, of the thing you're selling it to, whatever it is, you're just the last 10% of any project is just is the hardest. It feels the slowest, it feels like there's backward movement. And so what a lot of people do is they create things in their business. It doesn't work the way they want the first time, and then they move on to the next thing. And what you end up having is a bunch of stuff that was never given the right amount of attention to be successful. And one of the things I I love analogies, and I love, of course, a parenting analogy as used for business. And, you know, it's like your kid coming home and showing, like Jake, my son came home the other day and he showed me, he's writing out his letters in kindergarten, you know, and his twos are – half of his twos are backwards. And I was like, yeah, these twos – half of these twos are backwards, right? And if I just said, well, yeah, you're not so that good at – let's just move on to a – let's try something else. You know, maybe twos just aren't your thing. Maybe that wasn't it. But we know that's not the case. We know he's perfectly capable – of making a two the right way. And if we all just quit when our kids wrote everything backwards, we'd all have a lot of things that didn't make sense in the world. And so, you know, same things with the alphabet and walking and running and doing all those things. We can't, we can't expect our children to master what they need to master in order to enter into the world when they're 18 and be good contributors to society and then not take that same standard of excellence for ourselves and our own business. So, we all just quit things, and what we think is because we we created it and we put it out into the world that it's 100% done, and we have to recognize that it's not. It's 90% done. Releasing it into the world, that's just the, that's just the birthing of it. That's just the putting it out into existence. The mastery is that last 10%, and the difference between someone who makes – you know a hundred dollars off of a course, and the someone who makes ten million dollars off of a course is that ten percent of mastery is a refining of figuring out what 's not working and fixing it because you cannot scale what you cannot measure, which means if you can 't measure the things that worked and didn 't with exactly what went out, and you haven 't taken multiple attempts to make those things better, then you have not done what is necessary in order to finish to one hundred percent to make something sell right now. That all sounds great, except for I get a lot of people to go, yes, but I don't know what to fix, and I don't know how to fix it, and I can't tell what's wrong. And then that's where somebody like me comes in and says, okay, well, first we have to know what is it that drives people's decisions? Because what most people who don't have a lot of business background or have a lot of experience in business, what they, what we naturally as human beings want, and tell me if you've ever heard this before, you naturally say this. You go... Well, if I make it and it's good and they need it, they'll just buy it, right? it'll sell itself. Like, that's the thing. Like, I I shouldn't have to sneakily tell them how to buy something or put it on sale or do whatever that is, right? Which is funny because JCPenney tried that. They tried to just give you good stuff at good prices and almost went bankrupt. And yet, Kohl's over here, which is perpetually 40% off, and we all know it, and yet Kohl's is doing just fine, right? So... That's the thing. First, we have to understand buying decisions of why things work and don't work. And there's four tiers of how somebody makes a buying decision. So first off, we all have to agree, like you and I, if I'm trying to sell you something, have to agree that we're solving the same problem, right? And that's the first thing people run into is they don't actually know what problem they solve. They're like, no, no, I help I help women, uh, you know, lose 10 pounds and you're, and they're like, no, no, no. Okay. The, the problem, what is the problem you solve? Is the problem you solve that they don't fit into their pants anymore and they're going to have to buy a new wardrobe? Is the problem that they, they aren't, you know, getting the dates that they want? Like, is the problem what, what's the actual problem we solve? So you've got to agree that we're solving the same problem, right? So a lot of times things don't sell because we're not identifying what the problem is. Number two, then we have to agree that that problem needs to be solved now. It is the top priority of problems that need to be solved, and this one is the one that that is that people don't like. It's really feels really hard to do, and it's all just about testing. Like even the best of the best don't always get this right in the beginning, but once you find it, it it, like works beautifully. That's why sales funders are so great because you're prioritizing the problem. That's what it is. It's like look, I I know that you want your child to sleep. Right, but there's 18 other things that also are are vying for your attention, like buying groceries and maybe going, doing your movie, you know, your uh, your business thing, and maybe it's, you know, getting along with your husband, and maybe it's your friend is sick or your parent is whatever, you know. So we have to recognize we have to prioritize that problem, and there's a lot of different ways that we obviously can do that, which is why sales funnels are important. And then the third one is they have to agree that you're the one that they believe will solve the problem. Right? So that's where authority comes in. Like they have to trust you. They have to trust that you actually know what you're talking about. And that's where social proof and all that stuff comes in. Right? And then the fourth thing is that you have to agree that they want the same result that you're offering. So we say, this is the problem we're going to solve. And then we all have to agree what's the result. And a lot of people don't actually share very specifically what the result is. Right? We're like, go from, you know, go from, from chaos to focused. And you're like, hey, well, what, but what does focus mean? What does that get them, right? So the specificity of the result is very is often left out, and that's the fourth thing. When we can get all those four things to align with what you're selling through the emails, through your social content, through the pages and things that you have, this beautiful things happen. People start making decisions and their decision is to buy your stuff. And that li- the, the tweaks that are necessary between what people have now, that's that 90% done and they put it out into the world's networking and the people that are making $10 million in launches is just, is just getting those four things to fall in line. And it's, it's oftentimes a lot less, it's a, it's a one tweak away. I've, I've had a client who literally changed the title of what she was selling and all of a sudden it started selling. The content didn't change. Like this stuff on the back end, that's what we end up changing. We end up changing all the stuff that nobody nobody sees because they're not buying it. And we don't we don't spend enough time on the marketing of the things that people actually see to help yeah, them Yeah. That's decisions. something I've heard
0: recently. Um, I don't know if you know who Steve Larson is, but he just had an offer mind event here in Boise. And that was what he said is that like you don't need to change your offer. You just need to change the positioning of your offer. Like, and so many people go in and they start changing their offer. Oh, it's not buying. It must be because they don't want what I'm giving them. Well, it's because they're not, they don't know what they're getting or it's just the message is not being conveyed yeah. in the proper way. That's, yeah, that's great. Those are really, really awesome tips. So what in your experience, what is Like other issues that you come when when you've looked at other people's systems and their courses and whatever, what are like the most common problems that you come across? Like some, give us some examples.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I see that everybody that's listening could start fixing this today, no matter whether you're trying to get people on calls to sell services or you're making courses or high-end group programs or events or whatever is people seem to what they do is they go out and they post on social media and they post articles and quotes and they engage and things like that. Right. And then comes time and then they launch something and they put something out into the world. And it's a little bit like a slap in the face, right? It's kind of like if you're using a dating analogy, which is just things we all get right. It's like going in meeting. somebody walking up to you in a bar um, and you know, and maybe you've seen them in the bar a couple of times. You guys have exchanged glances, but you've never really talked. You have no idea who this person is. And they're like, hey, I've seen you in the bar a couple of times. I think you should probably come home with me, right? And you're going to be like, wow, I, that feels like I, I'm not sure. You go home with you because you want to murder me? Because you want to make out with me? Like, what, are we dating? Like, what's – I don't know. I'm not sure how to gauge you here, right? There's no trust. And so what people need to be doing is they need to be seeding the idea of what they are going to sell. We need to be shifting the conversation, right? So that the topic that you want to prioritize is top of mind and, 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 right? That there's a familiarity with what it is you're selling, which means that before anybody ever sees a sales page, right? They should have experienced you and heard the name of your program that you sell at least 10 times. And the funny part is, is the olden days of funnels, right? You would be, don't ever tell them what the program is and don't tell them you're selling anything. We just want them to know at the very last moment what your intentions are. And I think we're all starting to see that that's not the best way to do things. There's nothing wrong with you having things you want to sell. And the more people are familiar with it, like I get people all the time that tell me, Dan, a boss mom academy is on my bucket list. I am saving, you know, to, to work with you. Um, and that's good to hear like, Hey, by the way, this, I have this plan in my, in my business plan, your program is in my business plan. Like, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that people intend with excitement to buy what you have. It is part of their plan. And so that's seating. So you can go out right now and you can, uh, I, I call them, um, decision posts, you can go out and say, Hey guys, I'm working on this course on this particular topic on how to get your baby to go to sleep. Or I'm just like, I had a bunch of calls lately, uh, with, with clients and prospects. And so one of them was about how to get your yeah. baby to go to sleep. So that's <laughs> just stuff of mine. Right. But there's all, all different ones. So many, so many different things you'd be doing. And, um, you know, I've, i got this course I'm creating and I'm really excited. And I, I, here is a question for you, right? Like, what is your biggest challenge when you're trying to get your baby to go to sleep? Is it one, two, or three, right? And now you've told them, I have a program. You didn't tell them about it. You didn't give them a sales page, anything like that. And you can do that over and over and over again. We call it a a buzz plan, but really it's just just a content, like a, a social content strategy that you want to, every single week, be finding a reason to talk about and mention, inline mention, basically the things that you're selling. So that's one of the things that people can do and they don't do it enough. So people feel like they're being slapped in the face with what you're selling them instead of being excited in anticipation of what it is you're going to do. And all the people who are, if you notice Amy Porterfields, the Stu McLarens, the Marie Forleo's three to four months, even six months before their thing is coming out, their podcast episodes are starting to talk about the topic, right? Their posts, their guests, their, all the things they're doing are starting to seed the ideas. So by the time they are launching, you are literally like waiting for them to open the doors. Like that's, that's one of the things that I see that people just aren't doing that anybody, even if you don't have an audience, um, can start seeding that. And even the little bit of audience you have will be super that.
0: that's something I've heard before, put in the terms of like what Hollywood does with movies. You don't, you don't just all of a sudden oh, yeah. hey, our movies out. It's, you know, months in advance, you get a teaser trailer. And then in a couple months later, you get another trailer. Of course, we're not doing, we're not talking months and months apart, but you're saying every week. You need to be at least once a week, you need to be going out there and putting something out there that is associating you with the thing that you're eventually going to sell. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Really, really good tips. So Dana, can you tell us, I mean, obviously people can go to the Boss Moms Facebook group. Um, where else do people need to find you? Are you, uh, do you hang out on Instagram? Yes, I do. Not well. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not me, me neither. Well, so where else can people yeah, find yeah. you? So,
1: um, so boss-mom.com is our website. That's where you're going to find all our resources and everything like that, which is uh, super cool. Um, we are in the thralls depending on when this airs go- goes live. We are in the thralls of finally, finally um, putting out our YouTube channel, which I'm really excited about. And it's going to be called boss mom marketing, which is a, a type of marketing. We are, we really want to coin a type of marketing, which is the kind of marketing that, you know, that women entrepreneurs use to both nurture and convert at the same time to create impact and financial freedom at the same time. Um, so that you don't have to worry about feeling salesy because you really actually do feel like you're, you're helping people because you are ladies, you are, um, So I'm excited about that. So we already have a bunch of subscribers that we just keep saying we're gonna launch it. And then my dad passed and a bunch of things happen, but we're actually launching it. So you'll be able to find us there with really good marketing content strategy, social plan sort of content, which is gonna be really, really exciting. And then our podcast, the Boss Mom Podcast. We are just depending on when this airs, are about to or will have hit a million downloads, which I'm super excited about. Um, and we've done over 400 episodes. Um, and it's a really great show, so you can also go listen to us there.
0: That's really exciting. When when is the YouTube uh, channel? Launching? It will be launching
1: in October, so not too far. October, yeah, okay. So, but you can go right. subscribe think- now. So we'll give you, we'll give you a link, and then um, if you as soon as we are starting to get all this stuff out. But we're with fervor and excitement. We are
0: yes. That's awesome. That sounds really, really cool that you're creating a whole like marketing niche, (laughs) if you will, for specifically for, for boss moms to go and market in a certain way. I'm really excited to check that out and, um, and like consume all that you have to give this, um, what you've given us here today is going to be super helpful for so many people. And I want to thank you so much for being on this episode um, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with, in, with everyone? Yeah, actually, what you just said made me think about something that I think is
1: really important for your audience, which is you need to figure out what your proprietary methodology or process is, right? That you 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 need to figure, we talked about opinions and things like that. You need to figure out like what is your way of doing everything. Don't tell them all the ways they could do it. Like discover what your process is, what your methodology is, the way you would move somebody from point A to point B because the only real way to establish yourself in the market and then to grow and to be known for that thing eventually is to have your own way of doing something. That's why I love online courses because it forces you to figure out what your process is. Like I love to distill things down into pictures because it forces you to say, how can I simplify this in a way that I could explain it within a minute and somebody could be like, oh my gosh, I want you to take me through those phases, right? So I would encourage everybody to take whatever you do, even if you totally think that every person you've ever worked with is custom, I can guarantee you they're not, Right. There's a finite, there's a normal trending way that you do things. And to sit down and just try and break up what you do into phases or into a flow, into a process, into a timeline, you know, into a set of uh, stages and see what you come up with and then get with some other people that are your colleagues and map out what that looks like, right? Or find a coach or find somebody to help you build out what that is. Because once you figure out like what your system is, that's when all the magic the magic starts to happen. You become known for that system. And then that system is is scale. Like I said, you can't scale what you can't measure. Once you have a system way of doing things, then uh, a lot of doors start to open.
0: Thank you so much, Tiana, for being with us today. That was all really, really, really awesome. It's been helpful for me. So thank you for being Mm, here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out Profunneldesigns.com, where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning. If you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to ProFunnelDesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.